0: Good morning. This podcast is brought to you by Work Ethic. Work Ethic, let your eyes bleed. Welcome to Down by the River. My name is Terence Hartnett. We have another New York City episode for you. I am catching up with my Chicago turned New York friend, Eric Scott. Eric Scott and I did the first podcast ever for the first Down by the River podcast ever recorded in the Van. That's right. You heard me right. We put two chairs in the van because it was raining and we were in New York. So that is not how I intended this podcast to be, but it turns out that's what we did. So after 40 something episodes, um, where sometimes people assume we're recording in the van or that I have some sort of mobile studio um, inside the van with like chairs, uh, we actually just had two folding chairs. In the back of the van, check out the Instagram for a uh, ins- literally inside the episode look at the van. Um, Eric's great. We knew each other going up in Chicago and uh, moving to New York. He's always been a hard worker. Um, and we kind of talk about how he struggled with that work ethic through the pandemic, where he's at with it now. And then we just have a bunch of laughs and talk about you know his beginnings and the way his mind works. We talk a little bit about like... Uh, the way we use substances to cope in, like, uh, that kind of thing. That was an interesting direction that the conversation took. Interesting direction the conversation took. Um, If you're listening and you like this, which, of course, you do and you are, uh, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Just, you know, put five stars on the thing you're listening to right now and then maybe put a couple words in there that are your own about how much you like it. And, um if you do that, I'll shout you out on the podcast. So thank you very much for those of you who have heretofore done that task. I appreciate it. You're helping us grow. Tell a friend. I love when we ke- I keep saying we as if there's a whole team over here. Like boys, get to work. Ladies, you also get to work. Everybody of every everybody of every stripe, get to work. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. Enjoy my conversation with Eric Scott. It's great take it away, Steve. Down, down, down. By the river. Ooh.
1: I knew it was your van when I saw the books in the front <laughs> window.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are just up there. It's like yeah. literally like for show. It's so funny. Of course. It's a good place to put them, but what are you going to do? I had a buddy
1: in college who like found a bunch of books on the sidewalk, but they were like intro to like theoretical metaphysics and stuff <laughs> and he just placed them all around his room so when girls came back they'd be like oh wow you so you study quantum mechanics he's like yeah you know in my spare time
0: <laughs> i try but, you know, what, what can i do I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure it out they're all over like you just like picked one up mm-hmm. and dropped it over there that's perfect that's
1: what i love about new york though is that, that like people will just put their books out on the sidewalk and you like find some good books
0: yeah true that's people fun. take like, put lots of stuff i thought about that as one of the schemes for making money while i was here in this van was like I should pick up like a night. I should go to the glory side in the first of the month. Mm-hmm. Pick up a nice chair off the sidewalk. You know what yeah. I mean. Just flip it. Hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. Oh, absolutely. Right.
1: Because the thrift stores here, I imagine, and like the higher end, like, I mean, you can probably find some like, I don't know furniture that well, but like West Elm, I know is a brand that like people like. But something yeah. like equivalent, maybe something old, maybe that needs like a little love. Yeah. But like my mom is like dying for like nice older stuff. And she – I mean, you can't find them in – you've been to my hometown. Yeah. You can't find <laughs> shit there, you know? <laughs> you Every, can find some stuff there, but – Anything old has been converted into a live, laugh, love sign, and, <laughs> and they think it's the coolest thing in the world. She's got
0: to drive into Chicago if she wants something yeah. like that, right?
1: Oh, dude, speaking of live, laugh, love, uh, I saw this online that – teens can't, you know teenagers are like inventing a whole new language because of tiktok oh, which God. i guess we all we always have come up with new words yes, and stuff yes right this it's is the only time new. this
0: is the first time we haven't been on the inside of it though
1: yeah, yeah. and it's, i think it's just faster now because yeah. it's it's with the internet's faster
0: chugi chugi is it chugi or chugi damn dude it's like a it's gif, al- it almost it's a sounds gif, like gif scenario yeah, it's
1: almost like cheesy is where i kind of cuz i think that's what it stands for kind of like old shitty okay like trying too hard but this article was on like usa today and it was like it was, like, for, like, saying how, like, women need to make sure that they don't, like, take them too seriously because, like, women are already so judged so much, which is true, for yeah, sure. Okay, but right? it's talking about, like, 30-year-old women may take this extra hard that teenagers are making fun of them for being out of touch and, like, to not, like, like become depressed because these teens on the internet are laughing at you. <laughs> and I was like, come on. Like
0: like what who are we we're looking out for them yeah like, and it's sure like they don't and it's
1: like yes like obviously women are judged on a lot of different things yeah. that men aren't but teens have made fun of adults since the beginning of time <laughs> it's like and it, it's like if teens are making fun of you that much on the internet get off the internet you're too old for the internet. Just
0: relax. It's okay. <laughs> it's not yeah. for you
1: anymore, and but that's fine. They don't
0: need to... What are they making? Who cares? Read a book. Don't be, a fa- don't be like hurt by that.
1: They're, yeah. And it's like they're awful little monsters that have been given a platform. And yes,
0: instead of yelling at you in the street, like there's a, that great Mulaney bit where like, they figure out yes. the thing that they... Yeah, well, like, you got feminine hips. Mm-hmm. It's like now they have a video with a million people oh, liking it. Oh, yeah. So instead of... Imagine like them turning to a million people and going, you got feminine hips. That's Oh, so my God. Funny. And it's like... At a cer-
1: it's like I've had, I mean, like four people on YouTube be mean to me, and it does hurt. <laughs> but at a certain point, it's just like either don't listen, or it's like, hey, maybe you just outgrew TikTok. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that you're 35 right. and you're not for this child app.
0: There's a Bo Burnham song that I'm thinking of right now about turning 30. It was like I used oh, to yeah. make fun of boomers in retrospect a bit <laughs> yeah. too much. Now all these fucking zoomers telling me i'm, I'm out, out of, of touch. touch we were st- we've been singing uh those i was listening i was songs. listening to it on the walk over here it's great it's so it, they're boom. fucking bangers too yeah like i i didn't realize how good they were when i watched the special at first but like yeah the, the songs are really good i wish i had cut out even him talking in some of them though um like in the middle of uh uh all eyes on me mm-hmm. he tells a story like through the through, yeah. through his auto tune. i love the auto-tune that it's, does. it's it's so interesting fun. can we auto-tune
1: the podcast
0: yes we i mean anything Anything to make Do it you just, just drop too... it from
1: the Zoom into the? Do you do you put yes. it on your laptop or do you? Might... No, yeah.
0: Zoom onto the laptop. Okay, um, then I can match up this audio, this this video with it. Um, really inside full of you. episodes on YouTube. Full episodes on YouTube. Nice, nice. Um, and uh, YouTube up. is growing. It's growing from two to, fo- to four to six uh, subscribers.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, that, I don't have any. That's way. another thing I don't really understand, and I mean I get it it's just maybe it's just differences of opinion i guess of like watching a podcast yeah to me a podcast is a very um passive thing or like i'm a passive listener i like to do it while i'm doing other things i love it it's my favorite thing
0: yeah video games dishes walking yes something something where things
1: and but sometimes i'm not totally into the podcast or like i I do miss the podcast though where i'm like oh shoot this was actually an informative one not just like a comedy one so i want to kind of listen to it but the idea of like sitting down to watch a podcast which i guess i mean it's just a tv show if you think of it that way it's like but a i talk just show. i just wouldn't i don't do that
0: it's not enough it's not enough um, it's not engaging enough right you're sitting down to watch like a fucking movie with great special effects Yeah. you do that and
1: maybe yeah and i mean not not judging anybody it's just not what i do i've seen a guy
0: do it put it on his mm-hmm. TV screen, he's having lunch, and he's watching yeah. Bert Kreischer and Tom... Wait, Bert Segura. Kreischer and Tom Segura talk.
1: Well, I was just watching the Segura and Norman pod, because that's the only time I sit down to watch them, is when I'm editing, when I'm making these, like, mashups for Segura Norman. and Norman? No. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So. real No, Segura. Oh. Well, it was... Norman was the guest on, on, Segura, yeah, on the Burt Bert, Bert wasn't there or whatever. Gotcha. But so that's the only time I'll watch a full episode, like watch, watch, because I have to watch it to cut out the funny parts. Yeah. And it like, it is interesting. I'll like, get my food sometimes and do it because right, right. I know I have to take this hour and I have to watch it. And that's like kind of the fun part of the work because at least I still get to do it. But right. But I would much prefer to be like if I'm driving somewhere, like do yes. it in my downtime.
0: Even with these, I do the same thing with with the interviews I do. I'm like watching it to find the part that I want to highlight, and I'm like, I wish I could throw this in my headphones and walk around and then do that highlighting. I got such AD I'm sure yeah. you have ADHD as well. Of we talked about this, right?
1: Yeah, no, dude. Um, the amount of drugs that I self-medicate <laughs> with is really astounding, and. I mean, it's nothing like like I'm gonna like kill myself. It's like little yeah. bits of a lot of different things. <laughs> and yeah, you're
0: on kratom, which is a kratom. That's, that's, a, that's a low key one. No one talks about.
1: No one talks about it, and that's that's why I'm like halfway nervous about ever getting like a girlfriend because one day I'll have to be like, yeah. So I drink this gas station dirt every day <laughs> and like uh, to to feel like a person. And right, like, no one's what? around
0: you for 24 hours to see exactly dude. what's going into being the Eric Scott that you're being. What yeah, other things? Dude. I mean, I'll take like, like coffee, nicotine, cigarettes. 19, yeah, 19. I haven't smoked
1: cigarettes in a few days. I'm trying to get you. off of those. But like Attaboy. Adderall, you know, when I can get out, I'll smoke pot occasionally at like a night. I mean, you know, I love a painkiller now and then. I've heard that. I've yeah, never, you know, you never because it's never like good. it's never like a problem. Like yeah, and that's one thing I like about myself that I know that it I'm not like I can kind of control it. Yeah, but I do like not feel good a lot. <laughs> like I want to feel something,
0: and uh, I have no, no, no. This is the kind. that's the kind of thing is I'm. I've been talking I've been thinking about my specific kind of addictive personality because it's like people, I, I've quit drinking in, in pot at this point in my life. Um, I'm off. I'm just on coffee and nicotine. Like are My only vices right now mm-hmm. and people are like, well, would you have a problem? They always want to know if you had a problem or whatever. And I go, not really. But it's like if I have pot at my house and I have alcohol at my house, I'd be just like wondering like, OK, when am I going to pull those levers yes. in my brain to feel that to, to maximize my day? Like, mm-hmm. do I do it? Do I do coffee, then run, then pot, oh. then booze or coffee, then pot, then run, then booze? That's yeah. kind of nice. Um, like, and just like, just like having all that control, that sounds kind of like what you're doing.
1: Yeah. The, um, I think I said it to you the other day when we were working together that I had like an Adderall in my backpack and it felt like having like a coin in Mario (laughs) where I'm like, okay, if I get down, I know I can throw this in my mouth and then I'll grow three, (laughs) you know, three times my size and I'll be able to like enjoy my life.
0: again. Exactly. And no. it's almost like having that; it can kind of like make you like, well, I could probably get through this. Like, and if not, I can use this. But like, it kind of just the thought of it being there.
1: Well, and sometimes, like, yeah, exactly. Sometimes I'll take something, like not even even like a nicotine thing or whatever, yeah. and just knowing that, like, before it even could kick in, I start to feel something because it's like a not a maybe yes, not a placebo, yes. but it's like. Like our friend John Gasper always used to say with with buying certain drugs, he's like the fun isn't always the drugs. It's the it's the getting. It's the, the waiting. Getting it's guy. the it's the acquiring. It's the acquisition. It's the cutting. splitting it up. Yeah, it's yeah. splitting it up. It's the process. You know, so that's the whole thing.
0: It's fucked. I think. Well, yeah. I don't think that they have determined what exactly is going on with all these substances and what in the way we use them yet. Because it's like I know I'm not an addict, where it's like if I stop, I'll die or have withdrawals. But I do miss having those levers, mm-hmm. all that con- little control. I'm like a little control man in my brain, and I'm pulling the lever. Okay, nicotine lever, coffee lever. Now, right now, I've got no down lever. You know, I only yeah. have, and so I'm like, I struggle like with a don't do night coffee just to feel something. You know, yeah. like you'll be up all night. But I'm like, but I want. I'm at a party, well, and I want something.
1: I I need to get back into therapy. That's something that just helped in general, whether it's like needed, like quote unquote needed or not. But something I've said before is I feel like that I've tricked myself into thinking that when I don't feel like – I'll use high as the term, but, like, even if it's, like, a caffeine high or right, a buzz, right, right. then if I'm feeling – which would, most people would just say, like, normal, yeah, sober, yeah. some would say. <laughs> um, then it feels like nothing, which I have tricked myself into feeling like that's, like, bad, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. low. Yeah, which. I know that low is also bad, but like nothing feels like a low. So I'm like, okay, well I got to do something yeah, right. all the time. I can't be
0: zero. I can't be yeah. normal. I totally understand that. And I'll even like now that I ha- yeah now that I'm sober, I'm like, okay, well I'll do I'll do I'll run and work out, and then I'll eat a bunch of healthy oh, stuff yeah. that feels great, and then like have a coffee after that. It's like. um but yeah, I think some therapists would probably say you're not comfortable with yourself, which is totally that's true of big, me as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even like having a good conversation, doing some work, that's all stuff that makes you, you know, makes your brain, going on stage, obviously, makes mm. your brain light up in a different way. Gives you something, a little, a little something, a little something. I've,
1: I was like walking to a show and I was feeling just shitty, just weird, anxious, you know, normal stuff, I guess. But I did know in the back of my head too, I'm like, the second I get up there, I'm going to have so much fun. Yeah, and, and it was like something I'm like, I, I feel bad now, but I don't need to take anything or go have a coffee or a tea or whatever. Cause I'm like, I know that's going to be good.
0: Gonna go do the life. Drug even of even if it's up. like
1: bad, it's going to be good. Like I know how to do it now <laughs> enough to where I'm like, I can get something out of this kind of, I'm, I know not to make the mistakes to where I'll hate myself anymore. Okay. And I mean, okay. sometimes I still will, Yeah. but that's the only time I really hate my hate myself is like, if I write a bad joke, I write a bad joke. I'll just yeah. write another one. Right. But when I like make mistakes that I know I shouldn't be doing, I jump on someone too early for talking or like, I, if I do a riff that I don't think through and it's like mean or offensive, I don't like those. I still think about a lot of those that I've said, and they're never that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one
0: ever, no one else remembers them. No, no, no. They've
1: moved on, but I think about it like (laughs) weekly. Yes, yes, yes. And but I also it's like, in the moment, it just falls out sometimes, and it's like sometimes you miss. It's never been you know it wasn't Michael Richards or anything, but like no, not quite. You know,
0: but in was, the neighborhood no i'm just kidding yeah um, you know, it was denise richards probably <laughs> <laughs>
1: and sex with charlie sheen on stage <laughs> i
0: didn't know who it was so i thank you for giving me the little clue because I, I was just laughing I'm like that's a name that's oh, funny well,
1: she's in wild things okay uh, have you ever seen that one no. with nev campbell it's the famous makeout scene in the pool
0: oh you know that i've seen that clip of course for sure. with
1: matt Dillon. Uh, i yeah. watched that movie recently for for my podcast and which um, is called into the movie across, across across the movie verse and it was very, the movie is much, much better than I thought it would be. What movie is it again? It's called Wild Things. Wild Things. Yeah, and it's like, the twists and turns are insane, and like, I stared at the screen like mouth open the whole time. Really? Truly, in, like, I also went in with no expectations, thinking it was going to be some shit, almost like, exploitive, kind of like, misogynistic shit. Kind of night, a teen right? movie. Or like, booby, a, yeah, like a booby movie. Coming of
0: age, get laid. Kind of, but like, well, it other.
1: opens with, Denise Richards is a high school student who hits on Matt Dillon. Okay, who is um like the guidance counselor? Okay, and she's like loving him, and she and she's clearly not eighteen in this movie. She's smoking, smoking hot, but like he's turning her down. But he's a high
0: school. She's high. She's playing. She's
1: playing a high school student, and he's like also like has known to like have sex with everyone in town. (laughs) But I was I'm like Matt Dillon's like good but he's not like a hunk hunk you know he's hot for sure he's a early yeah. late 90s hunk
0: if he was in your guidance counselor though he'd be super hot. yes that's the thing
1: and so denise richards hitting on him and she doesn't he doesn't bite or that's what we what we're led to believe but then she says that he raped her okay damn yeah so goes to the police and then nev campbell comes out and says the same thing so there's two women against him and at first i'm watching this movie like Fuck! This movie's like got to be like bad for women, right? Like it's like every it's like a male horror movie. Like these false women, accusations. false accusations. This okay. guy's
0: he's getting beat up. He's getting run off the road. All this stuff. So The whole town turns against him because of these accusations.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like which she, are not true. Oh, and she's all, well, we're led to believe that they're like not true. There's a whole other like this. This chunk is just the beginning. Okay. Like I don't want to spoil wow. it because the spoiler. I had no idea. Interesting, but it it totally flipped my expectations because I was literally watching it like. I'm like this can't be good. This is just scaring men into thinking that women are li- gonna lie and fuck their whole life up.
0: Yeah, but it's it sounds far- kind of ahead of its time, honestly.
1: It's far different than that. It's like old Nawari. Bill Murray is like this like sleazy like slip and fall lawyer wearing wow. a neck brace. it's it's good. Wow. Um what but year? It's what good, year? It's good with no expectations. Um, okay. I think like late '90s, early 2000s. Okay. Right. Go 90s. watch it. It
0: sucks. No, it's gotta be. No, it's gotta it be. It was. It was fun. Early '90s. Cause I remember that, that. Is that with the? Did she open her red bathing suit? might—that's a different one. Sorry.
1: Well, no, she—I think so. There's like a threesome scene in the hotel with her and Nev Campbell, but Nev Campbell, I think, had a. She does not get fully nude in the film, and I'm <laughs> guess—I wonder if it's because she had like a little more star power. Yeah, yeah. Or Denise Richards was just like, hey, I look great. I got big fake boobies.
0: Yeah, sh- uh, show them off.
1: I saw a uh, trans person recently with their big old fake boobies out, out and about, fully open, dancing in the street on uh, like wow. First and Fourth the other day.
0: There you go. It was cool. First and fourth. It was great. Yeah, yeah. First, and from, yeah on, for pride, on first and fourth, I, I went from six to midnight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was, she was proud. They were proud.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Um, that's good. Now, what ther- has what is, what is your therapist said about you? Well the therapist I've never been to therapy. They don't give you advice. You never anything. been? No.
1: Oh, they do give you advice. I'd like it. Oh, it's great. I think um, I'd like it, but Well, it's funny. My therapist in Chicago, she's so great. Um, she's a black woman. So like sometimes she was kinda mean to me, which I really liked. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. And she would like laugh at my I'd get her laughing sometimes and that was always really fun. But I'd say things like, Yeah, sometimes when I drink ten cups of coffee I get really anxious. She goes, Oh really? Like <laughs> caffeine makes you anxious? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Like you write that down. Like <laughs> kinda kinda roast me a little bit but she was always so nice but, but then i but dude honestly and you can maybe empathize with this i used to joke about it on stage that like having therapists at a black woman is great but i felt weird like complaining about like my problems. for sure she'd be like she's like so do you want to talk about anything today i'm like no yeah, let's just talk about reruns of martin <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> let's uh you know but uh, no she was really really great i should just like skype with her she she sent me a message during the pandemic she's like i know you don't live here anymore but like you know, everybody's going through stuff, so.
0: Oh, that's really nice.
1: But I haven't been since being in New York. But well, it's what really was the take? What were the good takeaways? Well, I went. I started uh, because of like an incident. Like I got super drunk at my. You remember my ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Um, in Chicago, and it was at her like work party. Okay. I got super drunk. I like left, and I bought drugs. I like disappeared to go buy drugs. And which then I kind came, uh, yes, because I was like getting tired, and I was like, "Oh, need cocaine? Sure, <laughs> Chicago, really, baby." Yeah, which I don't really do anymore. But I was also like wandering around like the West Side of Chicago, like alone. Okay. I guess I like cut my hand somewhere, like I climbed a fence, and I show back up, and she and she was like, "You should go. I'll get you a cab." And I was like, "No, I'm staying." Just all this shit. Ended up
0: getting the drugs. Yeah, and from us, just a guy, I know, like
1: the guy I knew. Okay. Anyway, but uh, and then like I got home, and I like punched through a mirror, and like I thought she was gone. Like, it was no no any sort of violence against her by any means. I was yeah, like, you right. got to get out of here. I just didn't know how to handle, like, how I felt. You know how guys will punch through walls Absolutely, sometimes? Absolutely, right. Because
0: we don't know where to put it. The feeling is, yeah, the feeling is yeah. dull all the way up. And, and then you punch she, something.
1: she came back, and I had, like, cut my hand. It was like this scene in Apocalypse Now where he, like, he's, like, touching his face, and he's, like, covered in blood. That's <laughs> what I looked like, dude. I was fucking Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now, and she came back, and she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> and like, Gasper, who is a therapist or a former roommate, living in your house, ha- came in, your in and he's like, he's like, Taylor, you got to go, you know, like, and like grab me. Wow. And I'm like, oh, what'd I do? And like, I mean, it was upsetting at the time. And uh, so I was like, oh, I'm going to, it did like, was the kick in the ass that I needed that I should have done. Because I used to do get angry and drunk in college at myself. It was always towards myself. Yeah. Um, but I never went to therapy. And so it made me do it. And it was really good. And then you just realize like why you kind of do certain things. Right. You just they just kind of let you talk. It's like a podcast.
0: Your own <laughs> it's like a podcast yeah. but you subscribe to your own podcast. Uh-huh i
1: um, i've i thought about recording it and like listening back or i'd like run out and like write down the things because i didn't want to lose I'd it i've heard that mm-hmm. yeah
0: i've heard no i've heard it's not, it's not even that weird to record your own therapy mm-hmm. sessions it's not, it's not even that weird it's weird to listen to them i think it'd be, it'd be, it'd be yeah weird. But, but, there, but there's
1: parts sometimes where i like wanted to remember it like right after yeah like a good set like a good break yeah, yeah or good a bad breakthrough set. right but i never i never left feeling like it was a bad idea it was like going to the gym like e- yeah. even if you felt like you're like i don't even know what i'm gonna do today that's like you still feel good.
0: Exactly. It's you do the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The couple hours after the gym, it's so good because you're like, well, I, I just ad- I did the thing I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Even if you kind of half-ass it at the gym, exactly. it's still better than nothing. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's like church.
1: That's why I like the job that the moving job we moving do because job. it like feels like we're we're working. You're some, tired at the end of the day. Some of them are legit workouts. Some of them are kind of easy, and you're like, oh, I should still go do something, be a little active. But yeah, I
0: know. I've done a couple workouts after the after the after the moving jobs. And I've been like, I should be working out. Because it's also, it's like, it's a specific kind of. You're not only working out. No. Not working out, like, repeating.
1: Targeted. You're just
0: tired. But it is good. I'm sure you're burning lots of calories and you're tired, Mm -hmm. which is, that's all good stuff.
1: Stabilizer muscles, I imagine.
0: A lot of stabilizing muscles. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know what those are.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of fat guys who work that job. Or, like, you know.
1: So it was after the job that you left the other day. It was me and Rob. Yeah. And Rob pretty ripped, uh, very. Cool tattoo, oh, yeah, black guy. Dude, the G- great, guy. Li- great looking guy. He was
0: telling us he like he's like you like have you ever hooked up with any of the any of the women that you've moved? And he's like, yeah, five, five, times, <laughs> five you know, four times, five times. And I had no doubt in my mind that no he chance. was he was he was a hundred percent either telling the truth or like you know lowering the number. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd fuck you right now,
1: seriously. Well, we the second movie we did was a few kind of kind of cute women, and uh they were like really impressed just like how fast we were moving, and. Which is just what we try to do because we're not paid hourly or anything. Right, right. Get it done. And I was like, it's got to be, like, kind of refreshing, too, to have us show up. Because you might have gotten, like, some, you know, like, 40-year-old Polish guy that's just chain-smoking the whole time. Yeah, and, like, right. You know, s- fat and sucks. Yeah, and that's probably what people have had in the past. And like exactly. most of the people in our company are in pretty decent shape. They're like young to youngish guys. And halfway or intelligent youth, or like youthful to energy. Right. And everybody has Quick. like a, a like eleven side hustles too, whether it's <laughs> like comedy, filmmaking, photography, a lot of art stuff, but then yeah. other businesses. So
0: We we worked I worked with a with a guy who used to be a pro skateboarder the other mm-hmm. day. So like I'm like, this is a cool ass job.
1: Yeah. He's like really will downplay how good at skateboarding he was. And I
0: love that. That's exactly what you want. You want it, you don't want him to be like you don't want to call us bullshit. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's a cool it's a what were we talking about? It's a active job, it's a good job, mm-hmm. whatever. Um you seem to be really fucking enjoying New York. How long have you lived in New York?
1: I just hit two years, but I I mean I was gone for a bit during the pandemic. So oh, I, wow I moved just in, two years I moved okay. in June of nineteen. So I actually you had moved you moved about a year before me yeah, to yeah. here. And my lease ended may of 19 end of may of 19 and my buddy ross was getting married he got married later but his bachelor party was like the end of the month so i went to the bachelor party and i just packed three bags in vegas and then i just flew from vegas to new york and started my <laughs> new life <laughs> I just transferred. How
0: was that bachelor party? Did everyone knew you were doing that mm-hmm. You're in the middle of moving? Yeah, yeah, it was all That's my so cool. all
1: my friends, and I left a bunch of shit at my old place, which you had been to in Chicago. In Chicago, because I was going to come back probably with like John three Norman months. and mm-hmm. John, Gasper. Yeah, and they ended up throwing out a bunch of my stuff because we had this back room that we hadn't cleaned in the two years that we lived there. Yeah. And then, like the second I moved, the landlord was like, "You got to clean that." And like in their defense, I had some shit in. Uh, trash bags and stuff right, so they'd right. like tossed it out oh but, and it was like clothes it was like my old iFly helmet and suit but i and i had this crate of notebooks all my notebooks from like this five six years of stand-up and writing that i've done and i thought i got thrown out so i was like really upset and this was also the same time that one of our roommates was going through some really tough like mental stuff he was like in checked into the hospital so while my notebooks were like upsetting <laughs> to me, obviously it's not as important as our friend who's on like suicide watch. Right, you want to bring it up at that yeah, time? Yeah, but it's like I was still like yeah. upset. Yeah, and I was talking to our friend Charlie Vergos about losing the notebooks, and he goes, "You know, man, you know why you're so sad? It's because you're not happy with where you are in your career, and those notebooks are the only proof that you've done anything for the past five Ooh, years." Damn, and I was like. Did you have to be so right? Damn, so wise, dude. It was like perfect. So wise. I was like, "That is why,"
0: and but oh, but he's my age. He's just thirty-one, but he does. He does have an old soul. Yeah, I mean, it's all that. All that previous podcast guest,
1: Charlie Mm Veragos. It's uh, but then turns out that John Norman had stashed them under his bed because he he reckon he recognized that it was a milk crate full of notebooks and like electronics that it was not garbage. Respect, and he put it. So I got those back. Very nice, nice.
0: And you go through old notebooks sometimes sometimes well sometimes if
1: i'm looking through i some dude i used to just hold them like a baby like be like okay this this is what my thought i this is a record of i've had thoughts for five years
0: there because there's that feeling where it's like have i done this like have i ever thought of a new bit and you can't you can't imagine like that you've ever gone through it before it's like no no you've written hours of bits Mm -hmm. hours i mean you know only this many of them are any good you know but you know they're all there
1: i would date my notebooks to see how long it would take me to finish them, because I've used the same notebook since I started. Oh, yeah. and The same brand? Same brand, same size, same everything. What kind? It's like a blue line hardcover. Okay. And the first one took me like 14 months to finish, and the recent one before the pandemic took me three months to finish. Respect. So, I mean, that being said, I was writing a lot of bad jokes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just writing a lot, which, (laughs) you know. That's throwing, throwing shit at the wall that's something
0: i wanted to ask you about that too because you are one of the you're one of the, like my hard work boogeymen where i'm like fucking
1: you say my name three times in the mirror yeah, and I pop up like, and God, tell you a penis joke
0: where the kind of thing where it's like i'm sitting in my room and i'm like i emailed two people about a show and i'm like fucking you know, eric scott he would emailed 20 people about a show right by now well you so would email 20 people and he would have he would have emailed uh, someone else who's he's really important to him you would have done, done all that shit <laughs> well i appreciate that
1: and that might be contributing to my uh, low-level depression because I feel like I've lost that with really? the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. I feel this strange, like, it scares me how much I liked sitting at home watching movies by myself. Yeah. Like, that freaks me out. Um, I don't – the urge to do stand-up, like, I want to do it so bad, but, like, it's almost like starting over in a sense, and that's right. like a, that's like a young man's
0: You've, you've done game. many spots since yeah, yeah, we I've got been, back.
1: yeah. It's just, like, the hanging, the leaving, the – so I'm trying to figure out a groove again, and uh, send, yeah, sending emails, saying saying right. hi to people and stuff, saying hi. But it's also quality quality time is better. I'm look I'm looking for that more than just the like doing three shit open mics per night. Yeah, quality stage time. Mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or as long as I'm making something, that seems
0: because that would be the argument in my head when I'm arguing with you in my head about about like, well, hey, Terrence, you didn't, you didn't do three mics tonight. Eric Scott probably did three mics tonight. Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You're like one of those guys like Brendan Gay or whatever. Like you, I compare myself to to the work ethic that you've got. And then I'll go, yeah, but this one was way better, and I thought about it. Like I, I, I've been thinking about this joke all day. So that's a lot of work right sure. there. Sure. And, um,
1: and I think my, my perspective has shifted because there was a sense of, especially in New York, if I did, wasn't hitting a certain amount, it was like I'm falling behind because I know all these other people that are doing that. Yeah, but are. then there was part of me that genuinely I liked doing it because I was writing so much and I knew I always had stuff to say. Yeah. And here for a long time, which I haven't found this groove yet again, but on these open mics, there were people that were so funny. And like there were my new friends and then there were people who I kind of knew, but they had been on TV and they right, like, right. And they were working really hard, and it was so fun to watch them perform yeah. at an open mic in a dirty like the creek basement. Used to flood while we were yeah. there, and, uh, <laughs> and it was still so fun. Like, may, and maybe it was only because I was here for like nine months, going hard before everything shut down. Yeah. I, I'm sure I would have like lost that energy at some point. But like, I was just enjoying that part so much too that it made sense to me to do all that. But now. I haven't found those like those open mics and i've talked to a lot of people like them they're like they just don't seem as beneficial anymore Um, do you think it
0: changed the whole thing or do you think it's like okay because i mean there because there used to be like you know three or three like two mics a night in bushwick alone mm -hmm. or whatever like do you think it's changed everything the pandemic or what like has everyone been like it's it's about quality over quantity now we're not going to do a mic every two minutes i don't know okay
1: because And maybe I'm just, like, nervous to, like, go back out and uh, be very, very uncomfortable around a bunch of people, I don't know, at an open mic. And this is, like, snobby, I guess, but, like, a lot of people were either not, were fairly new or not getting much work before the pandemic, or there's all these new people that started within the pandemic. And that doesn't mean, like, they can't succeed. It's, like, a different level. It's, like, a weird thing. But I'm like kind of miserable at these mics because it's
0: post-pandemic mics. You mean some okay. of them
1: I've been to where I'm like I just don't. I'm not like I'm not even enjoying any of the material I'm watching. Which that doesn't mean I'm gonna say anything that's worthwhile either.
0: I but know, but that's a good. That's a really good um, point about about New York. Is like the best people are here. It's really cool to watch the best people yeah. do their do their thing. So that that's a good. That was a good argument. And then if they're gone, who no one's
1: No one talks about the one of the worst parts about comedy in at a certain level is having to watch a lot of awful comedy oh yeah and really when you feel like like not like oh that guy's okay but i'm better than him like truly awful i mean open mic it is open yep anybody Anybody. can sign up and (laughs) and you have to just be there
0: (laughs) the whole time yeah it's making my skin crawl just talking about it do you think like so yeah do you have you it seems like you're not sure if you've changed your opinion on it or not
1: yeah I don't really know. I mean, I I would, I would. like to be on stage and stuff, and maybe I, I should find some that I can do. But I think almost like hanging out at a, at a decent show and like talking and getting a spot for two weeks after that might be a little more beneficial. Absolutely. Uh, like I went by a show the other night, and I saw a guy who ran a different show, and he's like, hey, you want to host this weekend? And that was just by chance. Boom, boom. Just by seeing somebody. That doesn't always happen, but. If right. I wouldn't have But
0: it's like Yeah if you're just Another name on the internet it's a different thing Than if you're a guy Yeah
1: I think anything face. As long as I'm st- not Sitting on my couch Scrolling on Instagram Is better than that Exactly No yeah. no Anything yeah. is better than that And I catch myself In that sometimes
0: Oh my god It's so crazy Yeah I know And then And like I'm thinking about What I should do While mm-hmm. I'm doing it I'm not even enjoying The Instagram scroll Nope I, I don't I can't remember The last time I enjoyed An Instagram scroll It's like scroll. you're
1: eating McDonald's Planning Like buying a gym membership Yeah like. yeah yeah oh uh, Oh, tomorrow's all when I'll start. I also have this with food that if I buy, like, a thing of ice cream, I won't just eat, like, half the thing of ice. Like, if it's a little thing, you only eat half and, like, save the rest for tomorrow or two days from now. Yeah. I'll be like, well, I bought it, and I got to get it out of the house because it's bad for me. So I, yeah. I got to eat it all, though, right now, yep. and then I won't eat it tomorrow. And then I buy another tomorrow. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Because now you're used to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I go, well, I'm off the diet anyway for now. Yes. So even, I've already done. i already ice cream and go out and buy MMs. I've done and a sure.
1: bad thing. You know? Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, I already jaywalked, so might as well cheat on my wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's crazy. You know, I'll like not, not even be hungry, but I'm like, I already did this bad thing. I'm going to eat two slices of pizza and just hurt myself. Gonna
0: enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Let's, I live for the bottom. Like, uh, <laughs> hit, dude, hit that I bottom.
0: Know. Oh, my God. We got to figure out what's wrong with our brains, yeah. dude.
1: <laughs> what is doing that? It's so yeah, bad. I met with a nutritionist or like over Zoom. Interesting. Yeah. To try to kind of figure that out. Because like a lot of times I eat too and I get really tired. So like I avoid eating. And then I eat a bunch and then I just like fall over. Yeah, right. And that's good. But I, one thing, yeah. It sounds nice. But then I wake up feeling awful. Yeah. One thing she said is like, make sure you're eating, um, make it a meal. Like, sit down or make a routine out of it like i eat a lot standing up like with the fridge open yeah because it's almost like god well, this doesn't count because i'm doing it so fast so yeah like, yeah yeah where it's like no put it on a plate if you want and like sit down and enjoy it make it a meal eat eat a little slower but by naturally eating slower instead of just being like ah, i'm a monster oh god eat out of the garbage I, like, I love eating standing up i love it see I what feel. my roommate threw away
0: <laughs> through the garbage so gross uh i like eating i like eating standing up i'm a, i always feel like an achiever when i'm eating standing up i'm like i'm gonna have dinner just i need some fuel before i go to the next thing mm-hmm. i don't want to make it a meal make a meal you have a meal i'm a fucking yeah. I'm, i do stuff well it's good if it's something that allows you to continue uh
1: standing up you that's know? carbs
0: dude yeah just don't need so many carbs and shit that's yeah. too heavy yeah That slows you heavy. down
1: i've been doing those freshly meals i was telling you about you pop them in the
0: oh yeah yeah I actually i stayed at Corey woods place and he left for vacation, and my car was broken down, so I stayed for five days in his weird apartment, mm-hmm. in his house, I guess, it's a how he owns it. In Texas? In Texas. Lubbock? A Lubbock, and I had no car, so I just kinda like ate, his, his freshly were gonna go bad, so I ate like freshly every day, and just played Halo on his big screen TV, and just had an interesting, this Five is, days. This is
1: hilarious because your your whole pod is based around being like peaceful in the wilderness, in the woods. We're <laughs> sitting in your van, <laughs> fucking Ridgewood. Yeah, as the ambulances are going by.
0: Yeah, New York is different for the pod. I gotta be honest. I'm leaving New York uh, in, in a week and a half or so, and I'll have some more nature on the pod. Oh, so but.
1: you're you're eventually planning on coming back to New York? We yes, talked about can't that wait. One
0: day. What are you gonna do with the van? I'm gonna keep it, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it and do road from the van. So that's I think that's so genius. T- let me talk you through this, please. Well, comedians are the only people in New York who are like, I'm going to buy a car. <laughs> no one else in New York is like thinking about buying a car except for comedians because yeah. they want the work. Well, th- I had a handful
1: of friends before the pandemic who were van guys. They like lived in their vans. Really? In New York. They would park by kind of the creek. There was like free parking. Dude. And they would just live in their vans.
0: That's crazy. hmm
1: Yeah, but they uh, – yeah, one was just like the van that I have, like the minivan. A minivan. And it was uh, tough. Yeah, <laughs> to- it seems
0: a little tough. Yeah but uh and then it
1: became very hard during the pandemic they kind of had to leave the city because they would survive off of you know public showers or like a like yeah. a gym shower or just hanging out a coffee shop right for the internet. and then that shop. was all done.
0: every indoor dining was done so wow, like it, yeah. it was a
1: little it was a little hectic for a bit
0: i know it was tough yeah it was tough for me too like it's like covid is really kind of fucking up my shit with some of this like like public spaces mm-hmm. um i need somewhere to just i just want to go to the bathroom or like i went to a gym i went to a, a planet fitness that was open but the showers were closed yeah and i was like bro that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. To take a shower. Most people, I think, what that's is why they, they pay the ten dollar <laughs> room. It's not; they're not gonna get fucking ripped at a Planet of Fitness. They're gonna get clean. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. Wait, okay. So what's your New York? So I'm plan? thinking maybe a year. I go out. I do the road. I establish all these contacts on mm-hmm. the road. I do well at these places. so I can come back from New York because mm-hmm. I think one of the keys to enjoying New York is leaving like once a month because it's such a fucking anxiety attack this whole city yeah do you feel it or you are you're on that res you're on that frequency already yeah you're i kind of anxiety frequency
1: i love i got it i need to figure out how to fully tap back into it but the energy kind of fuels me a little yeah. bit but that's why like today i'm like i've been stuck in my house all day and i've been like editing shit and that's not for me and i'm like drained and i have like nothing left yeah but run, it's not creative work, when we were just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and it's like, like running to open mics, hopping on the train. I got f- I got 15 minutes to be there, texting the host. Yeah. I'm running late, running on stage. Like that shit will Hop fire off. you up. Hop off and, and you see three people you go, gotta go. I'm going next. And one. there's like that, it's like working out. You know, your body's, your, your brain's going. You're doing one set, hopefully, maybe you have another, and it's going, and you're like, oh shit, I should have said this. I should have said that. Here's this. Here's a new tag. Here's something I thought about earlier. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. It's like you're just firing where this, I'm just like, Fucking, I have to pick up each leg. Yes. You know, dude. like Lieutenant Dan just swinging yes. over the no, edge. Yeah, there's
0: a, there's a part. I in the marathon, and there's a part of the Chicago marathon where I was literally thinking left leg, right leg. Mm-hmm. And that's not where you want to be. No, no, You no. want to be in the part where, like, I feel like I'm flying. All I, all I have to do is, like, look where I'm going, and it's going to just kind of come. Well, there are times where
1: I feel like I'm flying, and there are times where I feel like I am smushed, and I've been picked up, and I'm moving like in new york you know i'm just like i can't stop oh the city is just pushing there's nothing to there's yeah stopping will i'll get trampled like (laughs) you know
0: dude yeah there's just just little like little comforts that everywhere else has where it's like a fucking bathroom a glass of water it's like it's trying it's like it's like well if you don't have money you're gonna die we Mm -hmm. want you to die yeah you should be dead um, you should be. Li- you should go to your go to your apartment. You pay too much for if you want to have water in a bathroom. What do you want? Our water, or our bathroom. We have our own people to take care of. It's like so. Well,
1: the idea of like aggressive. where I used to be when I first moved here, where it'd be like doing open mics or shows, going to shows every single night, but I was also working during the day. Um, I would leave here at like seven to take. It would take me an hour to get to Manhattan plus like a twenty minute walk uh, to get to my job, then if I was lucky, they would feed us at the end of the day at the job. At work, nice. It worked and I would like, I would eat some of that and then I would bring a, a Tupperware and I would make a thing to have and then i put it I in the fridge this. and that was my lunch for the next day. You freak? Yeah. yeah. So that could keep going there and it was at a car shop and they would have like some vans or cars and I would I would like sneak into the back of one of the vans and I'd sleep for an hour or like 30 minutes and then I would like wake up and walk and do open mics till midnight, one in the morning and then just Jesus do that every day. Christ, And that, like the idea of doing that again sounds like 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 sitting all year not standing up and then doing a marathon. Like <laughs> it seems so <laughs> hard to do that again.
0: Getting back to that. But you have you have to you so you feel like you've been you got complacent during the pandemic. Yeah. And you weren't so I would imagine you were spinning your wheels trying to think of shit to do. I'm sure all you were all the time, like, yeah. I'm sure you're writing scripts or whatever the hell you do. Yeah, right? I
1: wrote a I was kind of finish i'm like trying to finish rewrite this one screenplay that i started when i first moved out here and then i am on the third draft of one that i came up with maybe like six months ago okay now and that one's actually like possible to shoot that i'm like writing it in a way that i like that's kind of my goal now i'm saving up money to try to make that movie nice and a couple shorts and i've like i like wrote like 40 pages of another movie that's gone nowhere and like all this stuff i wrote a pilot but we're so used to the instant gratification i think with stand-up yeah I know. It sucks. That it's like, who knows if these are gonna go anywhere? I, okay, I wrote it. Now I have to do more to make it happen. I wrote it. What? But I wrote it. Why don't you? The want excitement's
0: it? over. I know. I need some encouragement. Me, me and Bobby Connor were just talking about this. we it's like, we wanted to be novelists when we were growing up because we mm-hmm. had all these ideas and these imaginations. And then we realized like we don't have the fucking wherewithal to be mm-hmm. like working for two years on something that someone might not even read. Right. And now it's like it's like I want to be a novelist where every page someone's like, nice page. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Give me more. And and you gotta you give edit page. it. And like. Yeah. I just watched
1: Misery last night. Ooh! Speaking of novelists, the Stephen King book, right? The Stephen yeah. King movie with James yeah. Caan and uh, um, what's her name?
0: She's from In the Office uh, at the end of the, Kathy the Office. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Yeah. Iconic Kathy well, Bates role. That's.
1: I mean, if you're a great novelist, though, sometimes you'll get kidnapped and they'll yeah. <laughs> break your legs with a sledgehammer. So.
0: Although I heard that that is supposed to be a metaphor for his cocaine addiction. Was she is the cocaine? I guess. I, she's like so, write something.
1: And she inspired him, but it uh, crippled him in the long run. Bingo. Really? Have you read Stephen King on writing? Yeah, it's dude, very good. Insane. I love I, I love that he like star. didn't remember writing Cujo. I
0: know that's such a, that's such a great that's such a cool. Um, I hate, that's worth I hate the how book.
1: cool I think I, th- I th- how cool I think that is. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. But like that's a kind of like nugget that's like you're welcome. You read this book, you get this little nugget. You can tell your friends. Well,
1: dude, I've done my fair amount of drugs and stuff. And I'll watch these, like, about, like, say, Stephen King, but especially, like, rock stars, like Motley Crue or somebody. And I'm like, how do you guys not just, like, start crying during the day? (laughs) (laughs) After, like, four days of this, how are you not just, like, on the floor weeping? Like... They might have. Maybe. Did you see that movie, The Dirt? It was based off the book, which I would want to read. I heard the book's really good. It was was silly. Like, Machine Gun Kelly plays, like, Tommy Lee Jones, who I'm going to see his concert in September. I'm going to paint my nails, I think, and, like...
0: Whoa. Like the guy who was with Pam Anderson. Mm-hmm. Okay. He
1: was the drummer for Miley Crew. Gotcha. Okay. But like they just show their nights and it's like they're drink like the manager would have to like take Tommy Lee and like handcuff him to the bed because <laughs> he like was just a nutcase at a certain point. And they're like throwing TVs out of hotel windows and like doing coke all night and fucking girls and then then they, I guess maybe they would just, the adrenaline of going on stage and such like a fucking rock, like as cool yeah. as comedy is, you're never going to be a rock star. You're not a rock star. And I want to be a rock star. Yeah, yeah, That'd yeah. be so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like people that's singing pure, your songs. Yeah, that's like pure approval the whole screaming, time. Screaming,
1: like they love you. They want exactly. to like, you don't have to like, to hear the stuff that they already know too. Exactly. Just in a different, kind of different you've way. You've
0: already won us over. We already totally You seduced. don't have to Take surprise
1: us. them. You yeah. are just like, just show us what you've made. again again and play again on again and they're like screaming they love you (laughs) i would mosh pits are so funny to me because it's like imagine liking someone's art so much (laughs) that you have to hurt your
0: friends
1: (laughs) like that doesn't happen at like a museum you know it's like yeah i saw the mona lisa and i ripped out my buddy's gauge (laughs) earring goofy analogy there you go there you go that's a bit that's a bit you got a funny idea
0: throw an analogy in there i mean it's great observations are great Analogies are great
1: Comedies They're like com- uh,
0: Comedies easy Comedies easy um,
1: I get mad at people Who laugh It's like uh, Ugh like Ron, you like that Fucking idiots I'm like in uh <laughs> in Goodwill Hunting You know how fucking easy This is for me <laughs> <laughs> This was
0: nothing <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> Throw the my notebook at him
0: Here look at this You can make yeah. ma- Make it at home Make it yourself Compare two yeah. things You try to do this That's like if blank yeah. That's it That's the whole thing Yeah <laughs> Why do you think You work so hard What's, What happened What happened at home um, what's your what's your fucking, uh, trauma
1: i think this is one thing I think i worked out because of therapy um my my dad's a very hard worker too yeah, and his I dad's don't. a very hard worker there you go and my grandpa and my mom i mean my, my family's very hard workers there so you go. I think having a dad who also owns a small business is a big way to or like directly seeing that hard work pays off um and that's the thing I was reading this book i read outliers with Mal- Malcolm Gladwell oh cool i've not read that it's a good one and they were just talking about how certain cultures that have this like hard work, like certain like Asian cultures where like work is valued more than like inherent smarts. Here is like we kind of put it on like if you're smart you're smart, yeah. but there it's work, and it they can kind of date it back to like um, rice paddy farming because that's a sort of farming that it was too hard for someone to like. Uh, own a bunch of them, so it's always kind of on the person, and it's literally like directly related to the amount of work you put into it is the amount of wealth that can come out of it. Whoa. So by having that kind of like, if I work harder, I will do more. Same with like certain Jewish people when they first moved to New York, they got into the garment industry. Right. They're like, if I go out and just beat the shit out of myself with the with with my cart selling the shit that we made the night before, the more I do, the more I will make. And I think that that instills like a certain work ethic in you, but also. Um, I've always never felt, like, good enough. I've always had to work very hard. Yeah. I've been good at things, but it was never nothing's ever come easy to me. You weren't a great athlete or whatever. No, I mean, I was decent yeah. by my senior year, and I also destroyed my knee my senior year. I worked – I'd, like – my dad used to wake me up at 5 in the morning to go to the gym and, like – For what? sport For football. Okay. And, I mean, I'm bigger now than I was then, and I don't <laughs> even, like, work out like I used to. Yeah. And, You're scrawny. Yeah, I was scra- I was kind of chubby, and then I got kind of tall and – yeah, I always just got the shit kicked out of me in football, but I was like I was like Rudy, you know, you just keep getting up. And like I thought there was like something noble to just like getting hurt and like be having like big people beat the shit out of you. Dude, that makes so much sense. Keep going. And so and I would continue like I was the guy that like in a football drill, I'd be like a freshman going against a senior, just getting rocked and rocked. And like the coach would be like, All right, Scott, get to the back of the line. I'd be like, No, and then it'd happen again and then I just get fucking rocked. Like like and there's like no way I'm like in the movie after like the tenth time I somehow like I see like my you know grandpa from heaven or whatever say yeah. hey, you can do it and then I like run through them never happened I just continue getting hurt, um, <laughs> and I think some of that's, too because like in my town my family did pretty well like we're not rich by any means right. still got you know financial issues like most people do but in my town we especially on paper and like by the look of it yes looked like we did pretty well you
0: got a you have a fun basement.
1: Yes, got a fun basement. With a pool table and a ping so there pong was table. there was that kind of like right. like people would like kind of other you that way, be like, oh, you're just the rich kid, and I'd be like, be like are we rich? Like, I don't, I don't right. think we are. You're like, not. I'm like, yeah. we're, you know, we're doing better. I didn't take stuff for granted. I always worked for this in the summers for my dad, who um, sells fireworks. Who sells fireworks. So like that was the thing too that like summer hangouts with kids was like never like a thing for me. So it was like You'd work all summer. I mean, at least through like or July. Yeah, like. Um, so I never felt like I was missing out on stuff because I just didn't know it really. And it was just like kind of what I did. So I think that kind of transferred over. And then when I like, so with standup especially, it kind of clicked where I'm like, this is the first thing that I feel like I can actually do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like at a certain point, football, I was like, okay, I'm not going to like go to the, I'm not even going to be able to play in college. Right. We're here. Like, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, like Kevin Hart or somebody, but I'm like, I feel like I could kind of do this or do something here. You already and are. That, and that kind of feeds you a little right. bit. But, yeah.
0: So, what did the therapists – the, where, what was the therapy realization? I think, I
1: think that was the stuff about, like, growing up that I was, like, uh, oh, that's what it was, is that all these, like, blue-collar kids looked at me as, like, this rich kid. But I fucking worked in a, wareho- a fireworks warehouse lifting boxes, unloading trucks. So, I'm, like, that's, like, very blue-collar. Right. But I wasn't, like, blue-collar enough for the blue-collar kids, and I was, like, too rich for – it was just this weird, like, aloneness and being an only child, too, that, like, kind of lives just outside of town – to where it's just far enough away. I have a late birthday, so I was alone a lot cuz my I didn't get my license till late and all uh, my all my friends kind of like forgot about me. Oh so I started doing magic tricks in high school <laughs> because that's something you could learn while sitting alone in your room and like practicing over and over again. And then uh then I got a girlfriend and I was like, "Ah, this sucks, man." Yeah, magic sucks. <laughs> there's you know sex to be had <laughs> that's well, magic
0: the magic worked yeah wait what was the magic you could do what can you do
1: a lot of, i mean i can't do much of it anymore but it's a lot of like sleight of hand stuff With cards cards coins, coins yeah um i I did like a s- couple of shows there was a magic shop in champagne actually uh where you that went that to we college to. yeah where i went to college but, but you didn't go no i stopped either. by then but i started stand-up in college so oh but, yeah. yeah just finding something that i i think i like to work and have something to do and yes but, yeah, and then just finding something. And I think it was like I've always kind of had thoughts about things, but I never knew where to put them.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And then, or like, you know, you bring up a thought, and somebody goes, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, when you're yeah. younger before you do Santa. Like, observation, like, right. you know, isn't it weird that, you know, like, stop signs or, like, whatever. And Octagons, the, and like, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yes. And then you meet all these people and that are, like, also noticing stuff and being weird, and you're like, whoa, What? This is and crazy. now those yeah,
0: now those have somewhere to go. Like mm-hmm. God, I do yeah, I totally understand that. When Where did you like start those thoughts? I thought I was twenty four. In Chicago? Uh I started in Chicago. I I was teaching and I visited Chicago for a week during spring break and did open mics to see if I liked it. And then I moved there and just started. And it was Did you go to an open
1: mic first? first? Did you yes. watch one?
0: No. No? I don't think no, I didn't. I just went with the intention of going up. Because I was... And how old are you now? 31. 31. Okay. So we might
1: have started right around the same time. 2014? Yeah. So, but, like, in 20... uh, Maybe 2012, 2013, a friend told me... He goes, yeah, it's always my dream to do stand-up one time. And I was like, what do you mean? Because this was, like, just on the cusp of where podcasts weren't like crazy popular you couldn't find out anything or you could maybe but you just had to search it wasn't just like right there for you exactly and i was like what do you mean comedy comics do comedy you know like you stand up you don't just do it (laughs) and he's like no there's these things called open mics and i found one in champagne and i watched it, and i had that classic feeling of like oh i can be this bad exactly oh yeah it's so it's so nice once you go and i love hearing like a lot of people had that feeling because i think shitty people or people that either will quit or just be bad at it they watch like a professional comic and they think i can be this good yeah yeah. where yeah, yeah. a lot of us who watch a bad comic or just someone who's trying new stuff and they think i can at least do this bad i think that sets you up for much more success or yeah. like a better mindset because we've all come up with had people come up to us after shows and be like hey man i've always thought about doing comedy you know like everybody like i think i could do that and it's like you can't if you if you done. think you can right now, <laughs> and you know, and they're like, I'm not really a write it down kind of guy. It's always guys too who say it I to, know. Uh, and it's even more condescending when they say it to women. <laughs> like I've <laughs> I talked do to you
0: it. do, yeah, exactly. But I had some sort of I'm sure you had this too. I had some sort of crazy confidence where I remember I called a theater. Mm. I didn't know how this worked. I called the theater. And I was like, I want to do a, I want to do. A, how much would it cost to rent it out for like a show? This is like my first or second week. How much would it cost to rent it out to do like a show? And they're like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And I wouldn't. I would. Didn't want to tell him. What I, I was like, "But how much would it cost to rent it out?" And like, "What do you want to do?" I couldn't mm-hmm. tell him. Like, I want to do a stand-up comedy show where I'm the star. That's so funny! I called. It was like Logan, not Logan Theater, but like a bigger, like a 400 to 500 seat theater. Uh-huh. I That's didn't great. know. I mean, I, I was I, you know later you just do you go to a bar and do that. Same yeah, yeah. Thing. But uh, it, so funny well, to call a theater. I
1: started like writing stuff down because I was working on the radio at the time. And What, Bob and, and Tom? No no, 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 the college radio station. Okay, but cool. at U of I, it was, it's one of the few college radio stations in the country that is also commercial. Like, it's ran by all college kids, but we pay our bills through ads. So it's okay, not it's like legit. a subsidized thing through, you know, yeah. uh, the, the school or whatever. And so I was working that, and I, start, I would have to write down, like, things to talk about because we had to do little breaks. So that was kind of the formation of starting to write down, like, bits in my phone oh, cool. and, like, take notes on things. And then it took me like two years. I had a plan that I was going to try to find an open mic somewhere, like a couple hours away, drive, not tell anybody, go do it.
0: Not tell anybody. Not tell anybody. That's a different thing, too, where some people invite everyone they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people, it's totally
1: secret. And then I got a – my girlfriend uh, in college, she was an event planning major, and she planned a stand-up competition as part of her class. Her and another friend and then some other – Why do they do that? Um they'd done them before in like the student union and stuff, okay. but like I think maybe that was part of the ones they could pick from or whatever. But she goes like, Hey, you gotta do this. Yeah you you have talked about it. Like the one the year before, I called like the day of and I was like, Hey, can I still sign up? <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> I'm like No, no. I'm sorry, it's day of. So like she's like, You gotta do this. And she kinda she's like, I'm gonna sign you up. I don't care. You're you're signed up. And I was freaking out. But I started writing jokes and I did it. I told like five friends because I was in a fraternity in college, and I was very nervous that some guys would hear about it and show up and heckle me. That was something that was like <laughs> guys at your friend Yeah, okay. and like not like in a mean way, but just thinking it was funny. Exactly. And I and I was kind of taking it seriously. I'm like, this is something I might want to do.
0: So you didn't tell him, but a few. Friends. I told
1: a few friends that were there, and then like my girlfriend was there. Cause she was like running the show. And I did okay. Like, but got, these are
0: designed to bring people, too, because the, the person who yes. brings the most people gets the most cheers well, or votes or whatever.
1: We, yeah, so there were judges, though. Okay, nice. And there was a k- big clock, like a ticking clock on the wall, which was nice because it allowed you to like really stick to your time. Yeah. And I brought some notes up, but I just put them on a – like I still kind of do that today with like a napkin. And it went well. Like I didn't didn't bomb, and I had jokes. Like they were some jokes that I kind of just – written in conversation by having the same conversation in college with a million people like yeah. you do when you're at a bar every night. Right. And uh I found out later that I like I didn't place, but I technically got like 4th and they they placed the first through third. But one of my proudest moments is the guy was like, "So, how long have you been doing this?" The uh, Tuttle, Jesse Tuttle, who yeah, yeah, runs the I show. Met him. He goes, "How long have you been doing this?" And I go, "Oh, it's my first time." And it got like a people were like, "Whoa. Nice." And because only because I didn't say it Okay, right. Because I did not address it in my set.
0: People loved addressing it during their set for well, some reason. And the funny
1: thing was the same guy who told me who sometimes does my podcast, the same guy who told me he wanted to stand up, I had made some hack joke where I'm like, It's my first time, take it easy on me. Just like I said to my teacher and exactly. when I was homeschooled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like some just hack <laughs> shit. And he they goes always compare it to sex. Yes. Yeah. And he goes he goes, That's hack. You should not do that. And nice. I didn't and it like it was very proud that they were like kind of surprised because oh, i had like great they weren't great jokes but they were they were set and some punchlines there and then that got kind of the ball rolling in champagne but one of my the second proudest moment is that after that uh i went right to work at a bar because i had to do the show do a shift. and i had to go do a shift and i felt like fuck i'm a comic I'm yeah, going yeah. to, I'm going to, I did the thing that I want, but now I just got to go to work and suffer <laughs> and like, and then I'm going to go do it again whenever I can. Next, next show I did, bombed.
0: So that <laughs> like, is like uh, right. So like you, that night was like a microcosm of the whole thing. It's like, I'm going to have to go work right after this. I can't even really, I'm not going to let's sit around and enjoy all the mm-hmm. compliments. Can't even like talk hug my girlfriend everybody. at the time. Yeah. Right.
1: Just. Got to go right to the bar and right bartend, now. but like knowing, I having it in my head felt like Clark Kent walking around without the cape on. Like, yes, like, oh, Dude, do you ever feel that when you're walking around at where you're like, you don't know what I can do? There's or a what I've there's done. a great
0: line in um in uh, the the Babilia movie about improv. Gethard has the line. It's uh, what's not the, it's called the the yes, don't, don't think twice, don't think twice, mm-hmm. and he goes, I am at I'm at work, and I'm, I I go, no one knows, but I can kill. I'm yeah. a killer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's so true, <laughs> yeah. It's great. One time, the other day though, I was with Wilfred, one of our friends, and uh, we were just waiting, um, waiting for Mike because we were waiting by the moving truck because we're all movers. And he was doing a spot, and we were just hanging out. And a woman walked by, and she goes, she like double took, she's like, "Hey, I'm a fan," and I was like, "What? You shouldn't be of you, of me, nice." But I was like, "You shouldn't." I'm like, "This does this also doesn't happen." You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is great." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was happier than she was. I yeah, think. Yeah, than, yeah, like, yeah. She's like, "Oh no, I follow you on Instagram." I was like, "Cool, this is amazing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great day." This happened like four times ever.
0: That's so sweet. Uh, in it's New so York, by yeah. your moving truck. It's so, and I was like,
1: "Oh yeah, this is my other thing I got going on."
0: I also love moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to get You're moving a fan of my moving time. career. Yeah.
1: Picking stuff up, putting it down. I love baby. it, getting
0: it from one place to another
1: place. I got some moving jokes that are that are working though, so. Hey, I leave like work those. at work.
0: Mm-hmm. Girl wants me to pick her up during sex. I go, Hey, I leave work at work.
1: <laughs> and then she's like, Come on! And I'm like, No. She's like, But you're a mover. And I'm like, Stop! And she's like, Just treat me like a job. And I was like, Okay. So me and three of my buddies threw her in the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like that'll be six hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, it is expensive to have movers.
1: Mm-hmm. It was worth it.
0: True true i mean compared to yeah like i've heard like some of our friends have hired people we know at the moving company to move them and they're like oh my god compared to like asking your friends yeah hiring movers is like so amazing right um like i'll never do it uh i'll probably be 40 before i actually do it but
1: yeah it's uh i would just get rid of my stuff i think before i
0: well, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I like how of skating by on the uh, furnished. Like right now, I'm moving out of my New York place, we have two couches in there that we got from the alley, mm-hmm. and they're love gonna an keep them. Couch. They're gonna keep them. The Kevin's gonna stay in the place, and we're gonna he's gonna keep them. And I go, great. I'm selling my bed to the next guy. Mm-hmm. Selling my desk and dresser to the next guy. Air conditioner. You know what? Let's make it all a package deal. A couple hundred bucks. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I think I'm gonna in the wind.
1: I'm gonna my place right up the road. Um, it's very cheap. I don't know if I've told you that. What do you pay? I pay six hundred and sixty
0: dollars. Woo!
1: Yeah, uh, that's about was, as cheap as you can get. It's Ten dollars more than what I paid in Chicago. Yeah, dear. and I was fully planning on paying two three hundred dollars more than that. Yeah, so I got that. It's great, and it's like—is it great? It's it's, it's okay. fine. It's I mean, it's a decent sized room. Yeah, the reason I pay less than everybody else because it's street side, and they said it's kind of loud. But I have a I have an even louder air conditioner unit. It's nice. So yeah. it's fine. There you go. I don't mind it. Her roommates are cool. Chloe McGovern, you know her. Yeah, she she's moving in, in for like sure. down in our basement, which is much bigger, but. S- part of me is like though i'm making a little money now got a little got a little cash flow kind of want to move get a different place but i'm like no just suffer through it yeah well not even suffer and just just escape by where i'm at yeah because then i'll be able to save some money and one day get like a nice place and be able to like buy a couch you know have yes. something that i care right. about like buy a nice bed not the one not the twin that my grandma gave me that i'm currently <laughs> sleeping on
0: a twin a Eric? twin dude Man. well but
1: like i don't bring i never bring women back to my place why I've done not a, because i have a twin bed
0: and <laughs> i guess so
1: yeah it's not it's not fun sleeping with like someone else in there no it's not um but i yeah I, i'm fine I mean, I my, oh, myself. oh for myself yeah, yeah who cares i don't mind but it's like embarrassing to kind of if, to have someone else over it's like rude almost to be like oh yeah you want to sleep in this thing i should pull out like i have a pull-out couch in the room i should pull that i mean here you <laughs> sleep here i'll sleep you know give you a full bed you have a least. couch in your bedroom I do, yeah. That's a big so, room. Yeah, I did. I bought it down the street, but I didn't realize how far it was. It was like half a mile or more, and I took a handcart and I just walked it. Like, it was like in the summer, just like this giant <laughs> couch taller than me, like all the way through the street. And a sleeper
0: is really heavy, too. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Did you get somebody to move it with you on the other end?
1: No, I just – the guy helped me move it down the stairs, and then I asked my roommate to just work first floor, so we just brought it in. Oh, sweet. Okay.
0: But, yeah. Damn, nice. But yeah, dude,
1: I would love to have like a nice apartment one day
0: in New York too. To oh. live alone in a nice apartment—that is like that is just success to me. Yeah, that's w- success. Buy, uh,
1: buy, being able to buy someplace would be really cool. Or rent controlled would be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, what's well, Wilfred said? He has a rent Really? Yes. Yeah, what do you call it? Rent stabilized. Rent stabilized. Yeah,
1: that would be really something to those like. Those are the dreams. Yeah, I want like exposed brick.
0: New York will change your dreams, though. Sure. My mom was telling me about my aunt is moving out of her house in in the town over from us, and she's like, it's a three-bedroom with a garage, and it's a pretty good deal. It's $1,000 a month. I go, for a a house with a backyard and a garage and three bedrooms, Mm -hmm. $1,000. And I'm like, she goes, do you want want it? And I go, no, but it's cool to hear about, but no.
1: Dude, if, well, I'm doing the joke right now about, I don't know if you've heard about how I used to watch MTV Cribs and I think it warped the way. No, no, tell me. Oh, that. yeah. Like, warped the way that I thought. Like, it set unrealistic, unrealistic expectations for sure. Like, I'm watching MTV Cribs at 14. Like, man, when I grow up, I'm going to have a water slide in my house. <laughs> and now I'm like, man, if I had a dishwasher, I'd run this city.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think I have heard that. No, yeah. that and it, yeah. it's like, oh,
1: all those guys, their entourage, those are just roommates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: you need, Yeah, you need some fucking roommates. But
1: all, I love, like, exposed brick and exposed piping and yeah. stuff. It looks so cool. But, like, what contractor tricked us into thinking that something that's not done is cool oh I know. yeah it's exposed
0: they're we're like, love it. They're they're like, like are, are you gonna, gonna
1: finish that and they're like no they're but they're gonna pay more yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy it's a feature you we're, get it we're not even gonna you finish the goddamn place
0: you get it someone's talking about my graffiti as they walk by or she's just touching every car okay um but i like the exposed brick because you don't have to hang anything on that wall nothing it's like already decorated mm-hmm. it's a whole wall that looks great
1: and then if you do hang stuff it looks even cooler it
0: looks really cool yeah. Uh exposed cinder block, however. Fuck that, dude. What a terrible It looks so ugly. It looks so weird. We move someone in and it's really fun to see people's apartments. Although they don't I don't actually work there off the record. I don't one, work
1: there. That's one of the coolest parts of the job. Yeah. Seeing getting, people's getting to be in different people's places. And yeah. seeing
0: when they're they're moving from one to another and you're mm-hmm. like is it is it an upgrade? Is it a downgrade? Yeah. Is it a lateral I've move? I've seen
1: some places that have like beautiful views of like the Statue of Liberty before, like wow. like 50th floor of a building and like yeah. I haven't worked any like famous people's move. I helped move Nikki Glazier one time, but she wasn't there.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, I was just like
1: and I don't even know if she ever lived in this place. It was like her assistant had been staying there. It was like mid pandemic and stuff. Okay. But, Damn. But yeah, the cinder blocks cause it's gray
0: Gross. They're gross. Yeah. They're too big, they need to be smaller and red, and then I'm on board. I don't know why. I but. don't know.
1: Like I mean, I'm sure it's cheaper and stuff. I'm sure there's an economic reason, but like all these, it's so ugly when you see like a m- very modern building, but not even like cool modern, but just like like cheap mo- or utilitarian. Yeah, yeah. yeah in gross. the middle of like a a cool neighborhood. Yeah. W- with like, it's like you you the the technology hasn't been lost. How to make a brownstone? Like, <laughs> you could build <laughs> it. It's not the pyramids. Just more you know? expensive. Yeah. Sure. No, no, no. It's
0: just more expensive. They just yeah. ma- they just make uh, fucking bricks. People live in bricks now.
1: Yeah and they're like some I mean are kind of cool but when they're stuck in the middle of like a, a a cool area that has like feels like there's like life and history yeah, and stuff yeah. And I'm like explaining gentrification I think so Oh true yeah of course they just racist. And it, and you know what and it's bad because I don't like to look at it and that's the only reason that's why I That's what it's really
0: bad. hurts is that Eric thinks it's not cool and that it's
1: ugly and that's it's the only ugly. that's the only reason it affects people Now sure
0: some families are moving out of the home they sure. lived in for generations but Eric also thinks it's not not mm-hmm. it's Little
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm Little Lil' Cho- Little Chugi is a good rapper Little
0: Chewgy. That's our that's our that's our new rap name. Wait, what's the other pronunciation of Chugi? Ch- Chugi? Chugi, Chugi, Yeah, we have a little GIF GIF situation, and I'll never find out what it is. Mm-hmm. And if I find out, they've already changed it to the other one. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you start
1: once it gets to us, or like, oh yeah, maybe not us, but like definitely older people. It's not cool anymore.
0: Saying Chugi is now Chugi. Yeah. Ooh, boom. Very book for real. Rush 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: book. Want to, wanting to be in book is not book
0: <laughs> i don't remember that one
1: that's where the the janitors have the book of like the hot men in the office, and the, he's like is there a picture of me in the book he goes wanting to be book is not book <laughs> subas that's
0: really good that's really that's really just taking my mind grapes i love uh yeah they mentioned mind grapes one time like jack doggy's trying to you gotta stomp all the wine from your employees mind grapes and then later like unrelated tracy jordan who was not there is like Liz, I got something on my mind, grapes, to share with they're, you. They do um, that a, a lot. So funny,
1: where they're doing the Good Morning Boston or whatever, and they say like three three ways to make sure your cat birthday goes perfectly. <laughs> and then Tracy Jordan, unrelated, will be like, "Ooh, that's perfect! Like a cat birthday." <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's per it's a great show.
0: <laughs> that's a great show. We'll never write anything that good. No, um, it's close to perfect show. It's even for yeah. like the, all the seasons. A yeah. lot
1: of uh insensitive stuff but funny oh yeah it's a fair amount of but it hey it was a different sure. time
0: it was different it was 2010 uh, yeah <laughs> um what's next for you buddy what are you gonna do make this feature
1: i would like to maybe i'll make a short film first or something yeah because you can um, shoot
0: yourself too right you can you so want to
1: direct i did yeah i think i want to write and direct and act and all that the shoot i want to know DP. no i mean maybe I, that would be a cool experience but like I don't think I'd ever be like great at it because of just how much work I know that it would take. And especially how much work I know it would take me. That's something I've learned about myself is like, I need, I'm not, I'm rarely someone that just gets something. Even with up where I felt like it clicked, it still takes me like an absurd amount of work to like, to feel wow. good about it. Yeah. And that's why I had to quit this like car mechanic job when I got here is cause I was like, I know I, I'm like, I could do it. That's another thing too. With all this pandemic, I learned video editing and I'm getting okay at it. And it made me feel like, okay, I'm 28 and I learned a new skill. Yeah, It's not impossible to yeah. do. It's frustrating and annoying and you don't want to, but you can't. But I'm like, I gotta, I had to quit because I'm like, I know what it would take me to get better at this and I'm not going to do it because I have other plans.
0: Right, you need to like, right, right. I don't want to spend the thousand hours that it will take me mm-hmm. to get good at this because why would I want to get good at this? It's like, I mean, yeah, video editing, the same thing where it's like, we're learning. We're doing subtitled videos, and they go, "Why am I? I'm, I'm getting it faster at subtitling videos. Like, just pay someone the forty
1: yeah. bucks." I uh, I would like to know though enough about everything to where I can tell someone what to do. Yeah. And then they can do it better. Yeah. Because yeah. like you tell like an expert, and they'll be like, "Oh, that that like their then their wheels start turning." Same thing. Like you should know enough about your car to where you can't get ripped off by a mechanic. Nice. Right. To, okay. Or same thing like and then if someone tells me to be like oh sorry we actually can't pull off that shot i'd be like actually we can i know how to do it yeah but that's why i'm paying like like be able to if sometimes you hear about t- people trying to take advantage of younger people in the industry like telling them they can or can't do stuff it's like no actually i know how to do this but like that's why you're here
0: right you can get ripped off ripped but, off uh ripped off in in film. i think too. writer
1: director would be cool because it's like directors just like i, I think i want to be like a do everything that's what being an actor sounds so cool it's like you get a superhero movie or you get like a movie where you're like a pianist or something right. and they're like okay so for nine months we're gonna pay for you to become a classical pianist yeah and it's like who's jacked that's amazing yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. incredible like to become different to be paid to become different people yeah of course it's awesome yes learn skills
0: comedian's cooler than actor though i think I, i've determined i that. agree
1: um but my thing is every. I don't think I'm gonna succeed as a comic just as a comic. Oh. Um, well, no, but like if that's it as a stand-up comic. That's just it. if I were to just do stand-up. Yeah. Because, and that's where I want to succeed the most, or maybe films. But if I were to make a film that did well, I think that would help me get more stand-up. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. in turn would help me get more fans that would watch a film. Right, right. It right, would right. all go back and forth. Um, but like I don't think I'm like especially, I don't think I'm different enough, especially in like the straight white guy realm. I like. Know. And not just, not, you know, whatever, being like, oh, I'm a straight white guy. That's so, but it's no, like. No, but just a fact of
0: the thing. Well, yeah, and there, a lot of us. There are
1: a lot of us, and I don't think I stand out that much different among us, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So.
0: And I sympathize. I'm not just saying, yes, you yes, don't. Yes, of course. I also feel the same way. And,
1: yeah, and that's not like a, I don't know. That like, is what it is. It's, it's a good I Yeah, a good there's just, by numbers, there's just a lot. But it's, yeah. so it's like, okay, what, what can I do to kind of stand out? And that's something that maybe I could do. Boom, but, boom. Yeah. What about you? What's next for you, buddy? Oh, hitting I, the road.
0: I, 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 hitting the road. I do. I, like, I really do love podcasting. I'm never going to stop doing it. I love doing it. So I want to so, make that. It's a great part way to get to know career. your friends. Sometimes. I know. I
1: mean, what's the, seriously? I mean, the moving job. We hung out for like you know four hours and talked. That was exactly. very funny. But
0: and we had before, but it was like this is an updated version of like yeah this is w- 2021 Eric Scott that well, we're talking to.
1: Rarely would you even before. Um, the internet, I imagine. I mean, like maybe we would call each other and like, "Hey, you want to go out to lunch?" We would still do that. Yeah. But like before. the idea of be like, "Hey, let's sit down and talk for an hour no one and does plan that. to talk." No one does that. No one does that. That's okay. why I do my podcast that no one listens to, because do you have guests on it. or You have your friends. Wait, sometimes we have guests, but it's like my best friends from Chicago from right. college, and it's a great reason to talk to them for an hour every week. Yeah, it's so much fun.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Which called across the movie verse. Mm-hmm. Check and it out. And What is the the theme again
1: well the idea is that every movie takes place in the same universe so we get silly and say like oh have you seen radio with cuba gooding jr right he well we up. think radio he you know shook it off and became oj simpson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like that's what happened uh you know silly stuff like that but then a lot of it's just jazzing and talking about the our lives and our day
0: and stuff oh, that's fun it's fun it's yeah, catching up yeah no i think podcasting is like a worthwhile pursuit even if it goes into nowhere Like, I think you could open a bar that had podcast mics at every table. Oh, that's funny. And you could just having the cans in your ears and just talking to your friends like that, like, I think. And, like, yeah, you could sell them the recording afterward or whatever. But I think, like, that would be it. I would go to that bar.
1: Well, I used to do a joke about explaining. It's kind of a hack premise, but, like, explaining things to your kids in the future. Right. And I'd be like, say something about a conversation. I'd be like, oh, well, a conversation is like a podcast without the microphone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like. And a joke is like a meme that you say. And, uh, <laughs> and all these things.
0: And a wife is like a sex robot, but she's yeah. born and she's alive. But a she's wife. mad at you. <laughs> <But> she's <laughs> mad at you. So that's like that. Brilliant, brother. Brilliant. Well, you know what? I think it's time to wrap it up and mm-hmm. get the hell out of my van. Yeah, this was fun. Um, what else? They'd what steam else? Steaming up. Air Scott Air, yeah, Eric Scott on Instagram. Eric
1: with a K. That's big. Um, Eric Scott. Scott comedy. Eric Scott Comedy scott S C O T T, um, yeah I've, ma- I've been making stuff on youtube making some, i'm trying to make more sketches actually a guy called me a few minutes ago so i think we're going to talk matt pavich um, about making some sketches oh yeah
0: he was in the i was in the venmo sketch right mm-hmm. that yes 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 so um, um
1: yeah i put up sketches and stand up and stuff on youtube trying to build that up and i'll be releasing a web series eventually that i shot in chicago
0: Ooh, you yeah, shot it already
1: i well yeah we shot it like almost a year ago pandemic yeah. And it was nice because we wouldn't have been able to get people for a week without a pandemic. And this was before it was like had hit hit Chicago, it was like yeah. in June.
0: People were being careful but they, yeah. they weren't. So we
1: were catching. able to do that and it looks great, but it's being like color corrected and the color correction guy just texts me and he goes, Hey, I'm sorry, I just got a job with Nike for uh for a month. Can I push it? And I was like, Sure, you're charging me like nothing. So yeah. like you might as well what, just, do? That's what
0: sucks about this level of filmmaking too. It's all a lot of favors. Yeah. But
1: he's like clearly a pro. So it will look better than if I did it. Yeah. So it's like it's, Nike it's level worth it. Shit. It's worth it. Yeah. What's but the premise of the web series? It's uh, the people who park cars at Wrigley Field. Um, oh wow! because like, it's like a very unorthodox business. Uh, it's not like governed by a company. It's called Easy oh, Out. Oh yeah. yes. So as you. Okay. Yeah. Right. They just use people's parking lots, and then like these guys show up, and then they charge you, and they put your cars around. And it's like my people character. Do it on
0: their own too. You see that guy like it's just his parking. Yes. So I live. I yeah. used
1: to live in a place, and we'd have to move our cars every day, or sorry, every game day or concert, uh, so they could use the parking lot to sell the spots damn so uh, it's like my character gets let go from his job and he gets like kicked out of his apartment by his ex-girlfriend who's like now dating his old roommate and stuff and then get winds up with this crew of parking people and it's like steve gerrard's in it and um steven haas was in part of it directed it and a bunch of comics. Liz Zagoni played my, like, ex-girlfriend. Like, all these sh- Chicago comics. There and there's a couple, like, Chicago actors that were in it, too. There was... Tim Smith played, like, my cousin. And He's a great comedian. And he's a good actor. So, so Rob was in it. Uh, nice. Scott. Um, fuck, what's Scott's last name? Tall, red hair. Oh, yeah. Myers. Scott Myers. Uh, so, yeah, it was very fun. And... Every time I watch it, it's one of those things, too. I'm like kind of proud of it. It's, uh, like, it's I fun. love that when you watch back the first, and go, it's the f- still good. The first day we showed up, and Steve Tappas, uh, a yeah. very close friend of mine, he co wrote it with me. The first day we were shooting it, and I was like watching people read the lines I wrote, and I was like, this is insane. This is such a cool feeling. Uh, to be, like, and there's like a big camera. Aaron Klinger shot it, and he's like a pro. Yeah, right. He's got, a, he knows he's, so he's got like a $25,000 camera. Yeah, that, we can do it. Yeah. So that'll be coming out eventually. I'm hoping before baseball season ends. That's my goal. So before October is the idea.
0: So you can do it during the season in Chicago. Yeah, and
1: I think it would just be like, hey, baseball season's out. And I want to try to send some articles to, like, no film school and all these places to be like, hey, I used uh, government money to make this. I just <laughs> I used all my unemployment <laughs> for the time and, and stimulus money to pay my friends to make this. Fuck so I yeah. like, just gave it to my friends. Amazing.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah, Redistribute the wealth. All right, mm-hmm. keep, a look out, keep an eye out for that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks Ooh. for having me. This was fun. And that's Eric Scott, a.k.a. Ricky Trash. We used to call him Ricky Trash in Chicago, and he liked it. He felt like he was being – when he when he felt like he was being trashy, we would call him Ricky Trash because Eric, Ricky. Um, uh, and uh, we never even talked about it, but his dad – oh, yeah, his dad sells fireworks. We mentioned it once. Um, his dad sells fireworks. I saw the fireworks warehouse in uh, in rural Illinois, and it was pretty amazing. Uh so thanks to Eric Scott. Follow Eric Scott Comedy on Instagram. He's always putting out cool sketches, and videos. He's a guy, he puts out stuff um, very funny. Keep an eye on him. Thank you very much to Rudy Schultz for designing the logo to this amazing podcast. The podcast, at least, has an amazing logo. Um, if the rest of the content um, falls short, the logo is amazing. He's a graphic designer. You can, you can hire him to do something similar for you or something more complicated for you or more simple for you. The music... Was recorded and sung and written by Steve Gerard, Steve Gerard of Crowd and Blue Music, who is going to move to New York City soon. So be his friend in New York City. I don't know. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. We will catch you next week. You're the best. Bye.